Hi team, this is the Be Real With Us podcast by The Path to Goals on a mission to help you quit yo-yo dieting forever, eat foods you love, embrace the strength of lifting heavy ass weights and cultivate an undeniable level of confidence that inspires women around you to do the exact same. We are certified nutritionists and personal trainers who just wanna be real with you when it comes to nutrition, strength, and mindset. We specialize in behavior change, hormones, metabolism, sleep, stress, recovery, and mindset. If you are frustrated by all the conflicting information floating around on the internet, well, don't worry because we are here to call out the bullshit and help you stop overthinking and start doing. Billions of these humans, humans. spinning on a ball of confusion. confusion. Some kids I went to school with, school with. gave up on their dreams, they said, screw it. Screw I it. said, oh, I'm going to make some music. Even if they tell me it won't do shit, damn, I fucking knew it. I'm blowing up quick. I said, boom, bitch. I could give a Hello, team. Welcome to the Be Real with Us podcast. It's the holiday season. I'm so excited. I'm Alyssa Shantae. How are you? I'm here. Yes, I'm Shantae. (laughs) Hi, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm loving the holiday season. I got my tea. (laughs) Our Christmas tree has been up since November. I know. I saw. I'm so jealous. (laughs) I want my Christmas tree up, but there's like no space because I have this. Oh, you know, I have the cabinet right next Uh to my dining room table. Okay. And I I told Kevin the other day, I'm like, where are we going to put our tree? He's like, oh, no, you have this empty cabinet here. It's not, you're not using it for anything. First of all. She said she has no space, you guys. She has a mansion for her house. Oh okay, I don't have a mansion. <laughs> it's a lot of space to fill, and I have definitely filled it. I have definitely filled it. I wasted no time to fill this space. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Sure, yeah, just scoot, just scoot it over a little bit. Or, yeah, well, I mean, we'll figure it out. I'll come to your house this weekend, yeah. and we'll find a spot for your tree. I know. But you better get Do that tree have- up before baby Isaiah comes, you guys. She's due. like In, like, four weeks. Oh! I know. I'm so excited. We had the baby shower a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Or was it last week? I don't know. It's all a blur. But we went First on our week. baby moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went on our baby moon. We went to Columbia. And then we went – and then, like, literally, the like, two days after we got back, we had our baby shower, which mm-hmm. was a big mistake. Would not recommend anybody doing that. Uh- <laughs> you guys, by the way, we've, we're updating you with all this stuff now because we recorded uh, six weeks' worth of podcast episodes. And then we were like, you know what? Why are we recording so much in advance? Let's do it a little bit more so you guys can hear what we're up to. Yeah. So we're recording this literally a few days before we're going to release the episode. Yes. It'll be released Monday. Yes. And yeah, so we went to Columbia and that was fun. Uh, It was, okay, well, here's the thing. I wouldn't recommend anybody traveling when they're pregnant. Okay. I learned that twice. I went to Peru to visit my family with my parents and my husband and I got extremely sick while I was there and being sick in a foreign country and while pregnant is not it. (laughs) So there was that. And then we went to Columbia and I also got sick, not as bad, but I, you know, had to spend a couple days Mm -hmm. in the hotel, but Columbia is very beautiful, very humid in Cartagena. So that was hard because we had a photo shoot and Mm -hmm. I was literally like, I had like the sweat beads on my face. Like I've never had that before in my life. It's hard enough being that as pregnant as you are, you know, 30, what, five weeks, 34 at the time. And it's hard to breathe because you're just, you know, you're carrying a lot of weight, extra weight on you. And so being in a foreign country when it's that human, I can't even imagine how uncomfortable and not fun. Oh my God. 
I curled my hair. So we had a, this photo shoot, this cute like maternity photo shoot in yeah. Cartagena, and I curled my hair. I was wearing a hat. Okay, uh, yeah, you cannot curl your hair in Cartagena. <laughs> like you need to put your hair up in a bun. And I was literally just like drenched in sweat, like an hour in. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. We need to, we need to go somewhere where there's AC. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. But the pictures turned out great, and that's all that matters. Yeah, it's all that matters, you guys. You know what? It's hard being an Instagram influencer. Oh my god, <laughs> getting stop. those photos. Uh, you're like, now I know how models feel. I know, I know. Uh, I'm always telling that to Kevin. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, oh, anything my new with you, Alyssa? Um, let's see. Oh, so we announced my. Oh, actually, this is going to air before our other episode. So, um, you guys, surprise, oh, yes. I'm pregnant. <laughs> I get to announce. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, we recorded another episode and Shantae spilled the beans. And I'm like, wait, our, listen- our listeners don't know this yet. So, I'm pregnant. I am almost 15 weeks. So I'm feeling a lot better. Second trimester, rocking that. Still lifting yes. like a beast. Um, my appetite's back. Um, yeah, just toddler life. Pregnant isn't as fun the first time. Or like being pregnant isn't as fun the first time for sure. But other than that, yeah, just enjoying. But now the you holiday. know what to. Now you know what to expect, and so yeah, what, it's, it's a little bit exciting. easier. It's just not as exciting. Yeah, you're just kind of um, like I don't even look at my up uh, my app anymore. Like, how big is the baby today? I'm like, oh yeah, wait, how how many weeks yeah. am I? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I figured that it would just be less exciting the more yeah. kids you have. <laughs> I think so. Yep, but so it's exciting good. that to watch Camila become a bigger sister. I think that's going to be so fun. That is the exciting part. It is yeah. exciting, I guess, when it comes to the bump, like talking to her about the baby, and she's like. She loves babies. And so every time I go to the gym's childcare center, she like is obsessed with all babies. And so she's going to be a great big sister. Yeah. I can't wait. I know. And then Isaiah is going to come first so she could practice being a big sister for Isaiah. Exactly. Yay. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yes. Shall we get into this week's topic? Yes. Let's do it. Thanksgiving is coming real fast. Are you ready? Are you cooking at all? Hell no. I never oh. cook. <laughs> I mean, people, people are coming to my house, but we're just You're doing- hosting. Yeah, I'm host. I mean, I guess if you want to call it hosting, we're just going to order something from Whole Foods. <laughs> the typical- No, you're going to order? Oh, girl. Yes. Not, oh you're God. not going to cook anything? No. Oh. <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> oh, no, my God. No. Please, like, almost- popping out a baby and yeah, you know, that's true. sore back. And oh. no, I mean, me and my family, you know, my mom hates cooking. She yeah. hasn't cooked. I don't think I've ever seen her cook Thanksgiving dinner ever. <laughs> We've always just ordered from uh, Whole Foods. Got it. And so we're going to do that same thing. And I think okay. she's going to bring a chocolate pecan pie. And then, you know, it's a tradition, right? Sticking yeah. with the tradition. Why I actually not? have my first uh, Friendsgiving. So I'm actually oh, making fun. cranberry sauce and yams. And then we go to my family's house and we, it's just Italians. Oh, you should see oh the my spread. God. And, and this is the first time I'm actually bringing something to that. Like, as, What are you going to bring? Now an adult with a family. So now I'm going to, uh, I'm going to do, yeah, I'm sticking with the yams. Yams, candied oh, nice. yams, keep it simple. So you guys, are you all ready? Are you guys ready for Thanksgiving? I'm wondering if you guys are listening, do you notice yourself getting excited or are you like, are you starting to get alarm bells going off? (laughs) Like, and this is what we're here to kind of talk you guys through is like, how to thrive during your Thanksgiving. And some of it's just being in the industry for what, 12 years. I mean, 
as a coach, not that long, but mm-hmm. um, noticing trends within our clients on what we see. And so we want to give you some tips on maybe what not to do <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and how to navigate that. So ready yeah, to talk tell- about the secrets. <laughs> I can tell you right now that one of my dad's strategies is to not eat anything all Mm. day and save all of the calories for Thanksgiving dinner. And he tells me these things as if he's like proud, like, oh no, I'm saving all my calories for dinner. Like, like he's telling me like he he wants me to like congratulate him for something. (laughs) And I'm like, dad, no, I would never recommend doing that ever. Ever. Yeah. Uh, Mistake number one, actually. I think we should start with that. Mistake number one. (laughs) And this one's even on our list. (laughs) This is a good example. I think most people do this is they, they know they're going to have a big meal and they starve themselves all day. Uh, did you do this in the past as well? Yeah, I'm sure I have. I don't even remember. Um, (laughs) but yeah, no, I definitely don't. I stick to my normal meals, a high protein Mm -hmm. breakfast. Um, you know, I actually try to get in as much protein as I can in the morning because I know I'm going to have more carb friendly meals at lunch or dinner, whenever we decide to eat Thanksgiving. Um, and then pie, obviously, you know, want to mm-hmm. enjoy those things. And, but yeah, I, I definitely still eat high protein snack, high protein breakfast, usually eggs or toast. Don't limit my carbs and just have a balanced Thanksgiving dinner, you know, yeah. and then eat until I'm satisfied. So yeah, that's it. I think we've seen, um, some clients in the past, do this, right? They start themselves all day and then you go into a situation where you're so hungry. And what do you do yeah. when you show up to a party starving? Well, you eat the appetizers. <laughs> eat everything. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you start with, you pick your, you're so hungry. You're picking at appetizers. Um, maybe start pouring drinks, which makes mm-hmm. you less, um, your inhibition is gone. Right. Yeah. And before you know it, you then aren't really even hungry for dinner, but you eat dinner because it's there and you want, you want to eat the delicious food. Mm-hmm. And then of course, at the end of the night, this is typical. Um, we've seen as clients, I'm not going to have a pie. Okay. Just a little bit of pie. And then they end up bringing it home and on the car ride home, or as soon as they get back, it's like, well, I didn't have the pie there. So I'm going to just, <laughs> let's just finish it off. When I Chow go. down here so, on, our, on our way home. Tip number one is just eat normal. Eat your yeah. normal breakfast, lunch, if you if it's not Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and even on the drive-in, sip on a protein shake, right? Get some protein in. Uh, for me, I actually, our family has ham and turkey and brisket. So like we have so many. A lot of proteins. Options. Yeah. Fish. One year we had like a giant fish. Oh my God. Um, well, so- I was going to say, like, I think it's pretty simple to have a good amount of protein for Thanksgiving, right? Oh, yeah. Because turkey is a very lean protein. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, you know, turkey and ham and all of those things, you could definitely balance out your meals pretty well for Absolutely. Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. 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 So tip number one, eat normally throughout the day. Yes. Um, and then I'll go in with my first tip is I think we really lose sight of the importance of what the holiday season is actually about. <laughs> um, and uh, if you're aware of the seven pillars of health, right? Uh, social connection and spiritual connections are so important for longevity and happiness. And I think oftentimes, and this was me in the past, y'all, if you don't you've listened to our episodes, we both did bikini bodybuilding competitions. And there were, I guess, seasons of our life when I would literally go to my in-laws house and bring my own food and not participate in the festivities and, Sometimes it's like, okay, is this the life that you want to live where you're restricting so much? 
and not able to be part, uh, like hermit even, or even not go to social mm -hmm. Friendsgivings or um, families' houses because you don't want to be around the food because your goals um, of you know high achievement are so important. One day isn't going to make or break, right? You mm -hmm. in the long run. Um, and so I think it's important to realize, okay, it doesn't have to be all about the food and just going to connect um, and really prioritize quality time with your friends or family. And I understand not everyone has family, but just going to prioritize your time and, and, and focus in on connections, like what this holiday is actually about. Mm -hmm. um, and then when it comes to spirituality, I, again, I know Thanksgiving less spiritual, but Christmas is right on the corner, something to consider is it is a very spiritual holiday. And if you do have deep rooted spiritual um, beliefs that again, just refocusing in on that, because that is what's going to bring you a sense of peace and hope um, and meaning in life. Right. And so we forget, like sometimes we get so focused in on like diet, exercise, diet, exercise, and we forget like stress, sleep, sunlight, <laughs> social mm -hmm. connections and purpose are just as important. And so I think it's so important to remember to still participate in the activities that bring you joy, decorating the house, volunteering in the community, simply being present with friends. If you notice that you're just obsessing about what you can or can't eat, you're not actually present with the people that you're with. Like this is the time to foster those connections and make lasting memories. And this month especially is all about gratitude. Like when you are thinking and focusing in on gratitude, you're going to be happier, less stressed, healthier. And so I think, again, shifting your focus on what this is all about um, really is how I wanted to kind of kick this off. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we definitely lose sight on what the holiday is about and we tend to make it all about the food. But then there's also, you know, the other side of the coin too is where, you know, if you're, maybe you're somebody who is overly restrictive and like, you know, afraid of eating the food and, you know, you have these, um, limiting thoughts when it comes to like eating too many calories, or you could be at the other side where mm -hmm. you're mindless and not even noticing. And you're just going like picking at appetizers and having three, four servings of, uh, meals that when you're not even hungry. And so these are some things to definitely, you know, be mindful about. And this is a perfect opportunity to practice mindful eating skills. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I like to play a game with myself. If I do decide to drink alcohol, I'll, I like to see how long the drink lasts. One drink lasts because sometimes I'm, I'm a fast eater. I'm a fast drinker. And so I challenge myself with, okay, if I'm going to drink a glass of wine, how long can I actually make mm -hmm. this one specific wine glass last? And when you try to do that, you'll actually start to notice that you drink less because mm -hmm. you aren't just guzzling down alcohol and just going through one drink after the next. So that's something to keep in mind too is are you actually being present with the food that you're eating and mm -hmm. slowing down and chewing and you know um, paying attention to how full you are and things like that. So um, mm -hmm. kind of I kind of went away with your connection. No, point. no, but no. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think just being present. Like, honestly, yeah. the, the theme, the arch of that theme was being present, connecting with yeah. friends. And so that's a good tie in with mindful eating. That's a good add on. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And mm -hmm. if you're not around family, you know, tip, family members regularly, like Kevin and I, we have a really small family, but his family lives in Sacramento. And so we don't get to see them very often. So it's really nice to really just 
like Alosa said, like be mm-hmm. present, um, connect and do some fun things. Like it doesn't always have to be around eating. You can play mm-hmm. games. You can mm-hmm. go out for a walk. You can encourage your family members to come with you to do a workout or go for mm-hmm. a walk after dinner, right? Um, play some fun games, like I mentioned already. But yeah, again, it doesn't always have to be about the food. The food is just kind of there. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. Yes. Cool. So tip number two, um, we want to remember that holidays are days and not an entire season. I mean, there is a holiday season, but when it comes to food, um, we tend to kind of go all in with, okay, well, it's holiday season, so I'm just going to eat you know, whatever I want throughout the next two months. And this is where people really dig themselves into a deeper hole because let's be honest. I mean, you go into an office, there's snacks there. People are bringing in, you know, cake and cookies and all the holiday, you know, desserts. And so you're around more sugary, high carb stuff more often. And so it's really easy to just kind of give in and say, ah, well, it's the holidays. I'm just going to, you know, pick here and there. And then those calories tend to add up. And so again, really just practicing mindful, mindful eating skills and really trying to prioritize your goals on perhaps the non-holiday days and allowing yourself to indulge a little bit with, you know, holidays like Halloween. I mean, we just had Halloween and, um, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas, if you have, uh, if you celebrate Hanukkah, you know, um, those days, I don't know how many days there are in Hanukkah. I think, what, like 11 or 12 or 10 yeah. or 8? Okay, I, really <laughs> I think it's 12. No, that's 12 okay. Christmas. Actually, I don't know. Okay, eight, so I guess eight, we don't eight. know. Eight. Eight. Okay. <laughs> eight. I'm like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I mean, whatever holidays that you celebrate during the holidays, I mean, just remember that they're days and not months. Um, and so same with like Christmas and Christmas Eve, um, you definitely want to make sure that you are planning ahead and saying, okay, like these are the days that I am perhaps, you know, we'll go off plan, um, eat some, you know, more high sugary things, but then, you know, I have a plan for the other, you know, Mm -hmm. days that I'm not celebrating, if that makes sense. I don't know if you wanted to add. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because I've, every industry and job I've had was, fitness related for the last 12 years. So I didn't really see, um, or we didn't have break rooms with lots of food in it. My mom, on the other hand, works for a bank. And so I've kind of witnessed through her all of the birthday and holiday celebrations and all of the food. And she was like, Oh my gosh, my break room is always, it always has food. And she she would bring it home for my, my dad and brother. (laughs) She would share with me, it would be there. And so I think, Yes, it's okay to bring food home in those situations. It's okay to maybe have some of the things that are at the office. But again, like Shanti was saying, it's just be- about being mindful and planning it in. What I think happens is people start to, I'll have one and then it's, oh, I did something bad and I just got to keep going. Like mm-hmm. I've had, look, I, I have the entire stash of Halloween in my office and I've oh had God. a piece of chocolate or two every day. Right. Yeah. But I have it with my Greek yogurt. It fills me mm-hmm. up and they're the mini pieces. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had them for the podcast with my tea. <laughs> um, and so there is a way to incorporate chocolates like your candy from Halloween and pies, you know, in moderation. Yeah. Um, I love me a pie. Through the holiday season. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And I have um, a bunch of cookies, those cookies that you mm-hmm 
uh, brought for my baby shower. Well, they're still there. <laughs> Yeah, they're still there because I have one a day. And Kevin monitors. He's like, oh, you had a cookie. Like, there's less. Like, you had a cookie today? <laughs> He's like tracking it. Yeah, no, he does because he wants leftovers for him. Like, if I have a cookie, that's okay for him to have a cookie. He's like, okay, oh. I'm going to have a cookie then. He's like, oh, you had a cookie today? Okay, I'm going to have one. And I'm like, it's got to be even. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, why are you monitoring my cookie consumption? <laughs> like, well, because then I can have one. And I'm like, oh, my, oh God. my gosh. My oh, husband's man, you guys. That's so funny. It's so hilarious. Oh, um, Kevin. All right. So tip number three. So I know a lot of us actually travel to Thanksgiving dinner at different families' houses, and maybe you are staying within state or, you know, traveling to a different, um, a different state or a different country. Well, obviously, well, Thanksgiving is an American country, so you're probably not going to Anyways, uh, either way, uh, a lot of people think that traveling means you can't stay on track with your training or nutrition. Uh, and this is just not simply true. If you typically go to a gym and maybe you're going to an area where you don't have access to a gym, you could definitely bring what you can. I mean, we have brought in uh, workout bands and, um, jump ropes and kettlebells. Uh, when we go to Thanksgiving in our, or, uh, Kevin's family's house in Sacramento, mm -hmm. we're bringing all of those things. Cause we, I mean, there's gyms nearby, but we typically don't want to pay for it. So we're just doing workouts in the garage. Uh, and it's, really, really fun and easy to kind of switch things up a little bit. And so we'll go on a run, we'll go for extra walks. And so again, it really just comes down to, okay, what do you want to prioritize? What are your non-negotiables? That's something too that we need to emphasize is when you're going into a situation that is not your typical environment, okay, when you're out of your normal routine, what are your top three to five non-negotiables? Mm -hmm. For me, that's movement. I need to make sure that I'm, you know, hitting you know, at least close to my step goals that I'm exercising in a way that makes my body feel good, that I'm prioritizing um, nutrient dense foods for most of the time. Um, and so what are those non-negotiable habits for you? And how are you going to plan that into your travel time and time with family? I don't know if you have anything. Yeah, to add to that. no. Um, yeah. When um, Fernando and I were first dating, well, even up until recently, whenever we'd visit uh, my parents at the time were the ones we had to travel to. We'd always do a week pass to Fitness 19, our, our local gym. Um, or if we would stay in Modesto with his family, we would also go to a gym and train. Um, I would say I, I do want to flip side this because I think especially depending on where you are in your journey, where you are in the season of your life, I think especially if you are just starting out, it's so important that if you're building these foundational habits to to learn how to incorporate going to a gym or bringing some bands out and traveling with them and, and getting it in. I'd say on the flip side though, cause we do have some serious athletes that are mm. almost at that place where it's like, they're almost too obsessed with training. And they, it's like, okay, maybe we need to take a deload week. It's okay not to train, like take some time off. Yeah. Um, I know for me for, for the last year, I've been training five days a week. Um, even through this, well, with the exception of a few days in my uh, first trimester, but five days a week training, um, following my program and we're probably- you, you train five days per week? Yeah, five. Oh, I want to go to the gym. Oh, I'm begging to go to the gym. I have a toddler. <laughs> uh, wait, so how I, many how many days per week do you actually go to the gym and train? Five days. Yeah. 
You go currently five days. Yes. I love it. Oh oh my gosh. Why am I learning this for the first time? Yeah, I don't know. I go five (laughs) days, Monday through Friday. I take the weekends off um, because I have Camila. I need, Mm -hmm. that's as much, that is my, that is my time. (laughs) So I go five days a week. Um, So we're traveling to Modesto for Christmas. Uh, My husband's family is a little bit elderly. His great grandpa is here from Mexico. I have Camila with me. That will be my deed load week. I will not, it's four days, five days. And guess what, you guys, it'll be okay. So if you're an athlete that is like so hardcore dedicated and the thought of not going to the gym freaks you out, it's probably Mm -hmm. best that you actually program a a gym-free few days, right? It's okay. You're not going to lose your muscle gains and just incorporate walking the neighborhood, some stretching, whatever, you know, whatever feels good for you in that Mm -hmm. time that you're you're yeah. traveling. You're probably your body probably needs it too. Yes. Just to, some time to rest and recover, and mm-hmm. with the extra carbs from Thanksgiving, you're definitely going to have a much better training session when you get back into the gym. Absolutely. You know, even you know when I was training that much at that time, like even just doing like basic like body weight exercises was enough rest mm-hmm. for me to you know really hit it hard when I came back to normal gym routine. So. Yeah, definitely. If you're an athlete, if you're consistent with your training and, you know, you go into uh, Thanksgiving week and you just need a little time to rest and recover, you're probably going to come back even stronger. So definitely recommend that Mm -hmm. for sure. Yep. So um, this is the other thing now that we're actually going into kind of deloading (laughs) and um, uh, cutting slash bulking seasons, right? Mm -hmm. This might be... the time of year where you don't focus on weight loss. I think a lot of our clients come to us, they do want to lose weight, right? Um, but the end of the year is the best time to focus on maintenance or even a muscle building phase. Um, and so I know both of us have actually found a system and where we tend to focus on muscle gaining or bulking um, or maintaining through the holidays. And then come spring is an ideal time to actually do a cut because no one should be trying to cut through the holidays. It's like, why are you going to cut during the hardest? It's a torture. And it's funny because I actually do have one client on my roster who is in a cut and I'm like, girl, let me just warn you, we're going into the holidays through a cut, but her birthday's in February and she really, really wants to, um, you know, this is what she wants. So it's okay. I mean, Hey, I, you right. have to, hey, do it at least once mm-hmm. because I feel like, I mean, I've done it once mm-hmm. out of the 10, 11 years that I've been like bulking, cutting and maintaining. I did it once and very similar. Uh, Kevin and I had our honeymoon in February and I started working with oh, a coach right. in November, end of October, beginning of November. Not only that, not only that, we went on vacation to Miami, like two weeks after I started my cut. And so these are the things that get me excited. Like, I don't know. It's just like a mindset thing where, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we have these things coming up, but it's a challenge too. Mm-hmm. And especially if you have a healthy relationship with food, like, you know, like, I mean, I don't view foods as good or bad. So I, even though I need to be in like a caloric deficit, mm-hmm. I can have whatever I want as long as mm-hmm. I'm in that caloric deficit. And so I didn't like restrict myself. I just mm-hmm. ate what I wanted when we were on vacation. I just monitored the caloric intake, make sure I still trained, make sure I still, you know, hit my step goal. And, um, yeah. And then I went through an entire holiday season and I was nervous about it because I'd never done it before for sure. And I was, you know, hoping that I can, you know, manage myself. Um, and I did it and it felt so empowering because I was still able to 
enjoy time with friends and family, practice all the things that we've been talking about, like focusing on connections and just being present with family. And I mean, I didn't meticulously track my macros. Uh, I didn't even worry about macros at all. I just really, again, monitored my total calories for the day. Mm-hmm. There was even a day where I just had all desserts. <laughs> all the, <laughs> I didn't even have like protein at all. It was maybe like my high protein breakfast, but I just tracked like all the desserts that I was mm-hmm. eating. And at the end of the day, I met my calorie goal and it was literally just like all sugar. <laughs> See, you guys, you could still be in a calorie deficit yep. and lose weight and eat desserts yep. all day. Okay. And look just fucking fire. Yeah, dude. Yes. You show, you- you should uh, link those pictures that you took. I know I, have, I know I have to dig. I have to dig through them. But yeah, no, so, I just felt so good because I was eating so many good things and um, lifting heavy and my training sessions were awesome. And then, yeah, I mean, our honeymoon was in February. So I got through that holiday season with doing a cut. So it's definitely mm-hmm. possible. It's yes, possible. It's doable. <laughs> but for the, I'd say for our more beginner, intermediate clients, yeah. wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend. Yeah. Well, for uh, our higher athletes, um, like I said, like I have, one doing it, she's going to feel like such a badass after. And we've done this entire, so much mindset work and I've just been blown away and she's, she's crushing it. So. Oh, I know she's freaking, um, hip thrust, 400 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, She's so strong. And I Mm -hmm. love, yeah. I love watching her lift at the gym when she's like tags us. Yeah. She's, she's in a cut right now. She's eating fast food and, and hitting PRs. And so Mm -hmm. it is possible y'all it's possible. Oh yes. I love it. Um, okay. Number five. So this is what I think most people do. They wait until the new year to start their goals, Mm -hmm. but what a better time to focus on your habits during the holidays. I mean, it really is like one of the best opportunities to just kind of like go in and just start small. You don't have to do anything drastic. That's the thing. Like when you, when you have this all in or nothing mindset, you are eating all the things, you're not being mindful, you're you know just getting through the holidays, and then you feel like shit January 1st, and then mm-hmm. you panic, mm-hmm. and then you want to restrict all the things and you know do these crazy diets that maybe you know you shouldn't be doing, and then three months later, you fall back, right? And so that's mm-hmm. what we want to avoid. And so I know a lot of people are hesitant with uh, starting something in the middle of a, a could be a stressful season, right? For a mm-hmm. lot of folks. But again, it's really just starting with like being mindful, starting small, having your top non-negotiable habits, um, learning how to integrate that into your lifestyle, into, you know, a non-structured lifestyle during the holidays, perhaps. And um, getting starting the new year feeling good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of people just wake up, you know, New Year's Day, I feel like shit. (laughs) We don't want you to feel like shit on New Year's Day. We want you to feel good. Yeah. I think think people think, oh, nutrition coaching during the holidays? My coach is going to take away all of my favorite food. And that is is just such an old school mindset, right? And I think that's just what people think still, you know? Like they don't understand. Yeah, they don't understand that or what sustainable nutrition looks like for them or – Maybe they have worked with a coach in the past that has been super restrictive or, Mm -hmm. you know, they are not familiar with what coaching could look like from a sustainable point of view. Um, So if you're somebody who has, you know, been up and down with all these different diets, maybe you assume that, you know, nutrition coaching will be the the same. But with the right coach, with Mm -hmm. the right team, (laughs) with the right um, company that has, you know, values of getting you strong and athletic 
and building a healthier relationship with food. That just not is not the case. What's up, Be Real With Us listeners? We wanted to take a minute to share our Black Friday deals with you. The holidays are the only time of the year we offer free months of coaching. So if you've ever been interested in joining our Elite 360 Transformation one-on-one coaching program, now is the time to do it. Usually we only offer six and 12 month package options, but for Black Friday only, we're throwing in four month coaching package as well. Not only that, you get up to three months of free coaching with the purchase of a package and who doesn't love free? Yep. You heard that right. With the purchase of four month package, you get one month free. So total of five months of coaching for the price of four. With the six month package, you get two months free. So eight months total for the price of six. And then lastly, with the purchase of a 12 month package, you get three months completely free. So total of 15 months of coaching for the price of 12. So if you're ready to kick off 2024, feeling strong, confident, and empowered with the Path to Goals community, fill out the application by November 30th to schedule a free consultation call with someone from our team. Spots are limited and available on a first come first serve basis. So you definitely don't want to miss out on this. Check out the show notes for the application link and we can't wait to meet you. So the other thing the holiday brings is like turkey trots and uh, gobble to you wobble. That I guess that's what people say. But there's a lot of like fitness influencers that still do this. Gobble to you wobble. Well, you ever heard that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, there's just a lot of funny little names that come out of like, okay. And I've seen this on Instagram still. And I'm like, are we still doing this Instagram influencers? If people on the treadmill, like if you eat this many Kit Kats, this is how long you have to be on the treadmill for. And it shows the food and how long y'all, first of all, exercise is not the best way to be in a deficit. It's exercise takes, and remember we talked about this on one of our episodes, um, is accounts for 5% of the caloric burn in your day. 5%. Mm -hmm. So don't even try to burn off. It's just not even worth it. Like don't even try to burn off your food to be in a caloric deficit. In fact, if you do have a big meal on Thanksgiving, listen, we all overeat. Shantae mm-hmm. and I still overeat. No one's perfect, all right? Even though we practice mindful eating, it's okay. Um, sometimes we just eat a little bit more than we um, wanted to. And so by trying to burn off the food that you are eating, it's going to create a really negative relationship with food. And so- And your if, body. And your body, absolutely. And think about it, guys. If you're trying to, if you're viewing- movement or exercise as punishment, you're not going to like it. (laughs) Who wants to punish themselves by working out? Instead of viewing um, food as fuel and a source of way to get some energy to crush your workouts in a positive way, right? There's a subtle difference. I think there's a subtle difference. It's like, oh, I had a really good meal yesterday and now I love trading and I'm going to use that fuel to really lift some heavy weights. And that feels good. That feels empowering. I think that's a huge difference with my mindset. Like, yeah, it's so fun to train after Thanksgiving, after all those extra carbs. That was Mm -hmm. like, I remember always just feeling so excited to go to the gym because I I wanted to hit some PRs the next day with deadlifts and squats and you just feel hella strong. So you definitely have a different type of mindset and relationship with your body and your 
and the gym and exercise when you go through it with like, shit, I ate too many calories. Let me go and burn as many calories as I can mm-hmm. off. And you have almost have this like anxiety built in mm-hmm. you versus like, hell yeah, I just ate some carbs. I'm going to go have an epic training session. I'm going to hit some PRs. This is going to be fun. Yes. So totally different experience. I agree. And it's just no human wants to feel like they're punishing themselves because we want to avoid pain and punishment, you guys. So if that is your mindset, I think it's time to reconsider how you view training um, and your relationship with movement and food. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to add? I'm trying to think if we had, that was all six of our tips. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that covered most of it. I mean, we really just want you guys to enjoy the holiday season, um, not completely forget about your health, but learning how to integrate the two, right? Learning how to be present and enjoy the the season that we're in, but still having those top non-negotiable habits and making it fun. Like this is supposed to be fun seasons. Christmas is my favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, not so much. I can live without it. But Christmas, <laughs> Christmas is so fun. I can't wait to set up our tree. Now that we have a baby coming, I'm looking oh. at like family pajamas <laughs> for us, family matching pajamas. I'm like, oh. this is so much fun. We're going to have like new traditions and <sighs> decorate my house and Christmas music. Christmas music does not bother me, by the way. Me I neither. Me neither. Yeah. I started listening to Christmas. Well, I think people we used to work on them all we used to work oh yeah remember I, both didn't of us? Even care. I didn't, even really I didn't care, care but then. people would bitch about it all the time and i'm like i guess this is a thing you're supposed to not like but <laughs> i started playing christmas music it's just november 2nd we had the tree up and we were already blasting it and i still yeah. play camila dance it's so fun like it is it's fun. the best time of year you guys yeah y'all are grinches i feel like that would be so, i feel like that would be something that kevin kevin says i call him the grinch i'm like you're the grinch all year long no, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, no, I'm, I I love the holidays. I love Christmas. Um, and actually, you know, my son is supposed to be born around Christmas. So if he's late, he might even be a Christmas baby. Aww. It sucks for him. Yeah. <laughs> be my dad's born on Christmas. He oh, yeah. How it. is that? Does he he like loves it? it. He loves it because he always has it off. Oh, nice. He gets to be around family. He gets the best food <laughs> around his birthday. Uh, the Lakers are always playing basketball. Like basketball is always on. So he's like, oh he, I think he, for the most part, enjoys it. He's like, okay, I don't have to plan anything. Everything exactly. is already just like mm-hmm. happening. I love yep. it. Yeah, why Kevin, not? Kevin's dad is the day after Christmas and mm-hmm. he, didn't, he didn't like it. He that, didn't like it that, uh, seems a little less uh Because <laughs> everybody's all like celebrated out. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to like, keep opening presents. And... Yeah, like, okay, we're done. We're done yeah. celebration. Yeah. And then yours is in Jan the first week of January. I feel like that's hard. That's a hard one. That one that always sucks, guys. Yeah. Like my birthday so my birthday's January 6th. And at that point, I mean everybody's broke, <laughs> tired. Don't doesn't want to celebrate, and honestly, neither do I. I mean, Alyssa, between the two of us, she's the social one. I'm yes. more of like a hermit, so I don't. I, honestly, I don't really care. I could just stay home and like be happy. <laughs> but you know, sometimes like I feel like I don't want other people to feel pressured to like do stuff for me because either way, like I'm I'm fine. Like I could just yeah. stay home and like do my own thing. But you know, growing <laughs> up, it was a little like annoying. They're like yeah. oh, in the college thing. years, the teen years, yeah, the college, sure. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, um, so let's re- let's recap. So don't yes. starve yourself the day of Thanksgiving. Eat breakfast, right? Eat your normal meals and go into the season or the holiday um, with just mindful eating. 
Uh, number two was stop focusing so much on the food, right? And make it about social connections and spiritual connections. Two, it's a holiday. It's not the holiday season. It's a few holidays. Mm -hmm. uh, don't confuse the two. Uh, even if you're traveling, you can still stay on track with your nutrition and training. On the flip side, if you are always training, take it a deload. Like, it's okay. You're not going to lose all your muscle, I promise. Mm -hmm. And then we have... Uh, this is a good time to focus on maintenance and, or bulking, adding muscle instead of trying to diet this time of year. And then don't wait until New Year's to hire a coach and change your habits. And then lastly, don't use exercise to burn off the food you eat. Yes. That's a wrap. <laughs> that is a wrap for that. Uh-oh. Okay. So today is our first question we're answering on the podcast, which is from an anonymous listener. Uh, we've talked about this before, but we are opening a Q&A form where you guys can ask questions about your health and fitness or just general, you know, questions about building muscle, uh, you know, strength training, fat loss, all the things. And we're going to answer them live on the podcast and again, we really just want to do this to stay connected with you guys. We want to provide as much free information as possible and to make this fun. So our first question for the day, uh, I think this is a very common question. How do you lose fat and build a muscle at the same time? What specific foods do I need to eat and what specific exercises are the best choices to achieve this? So... Uh, I guess I could start here. So this is, like I said, this is a really popular question. Everybody wants to lose fat and build muscle at the same time. Um, I'm going to say that this really depends if you're able to achieve this. It depends if you are new to monitoring your dietary intake and new to strength training. If you're new to these things, you have a higher chance of building muscle and losing body fat at the same time because you have, um, you know, newbie gains. New, yes, you got these things called newbie gains <laughs> where you are building muscle. It's a new stimulus. Um, your body is designed to go through adaptations and, you know, you're eating higher protein intake. So obviously that's going to, you know, uh, increase the likelihood of you building muscle mass on top of strength training. And, um, the thing though is at a certain point, as your body goes through these adaptations, you're not going to be able to do that so much. It's going to get a lot harder to build muscle and lose body fat at the same time. And so um, at a certain point, you're going to have to stop and pick and choose what goal you want to focus on. And so you can continue losing body fat if you want to continue doing that, but just know that you're probably not going to be building actual muscle. You're probably just going to be focusing on retaining what you have. And you do that by, again, continuing to maintain your habits when it comes to uh, um, intelligent programming with strength training, eating a high protein diet, making sure you're monitoring your caloric intake. Um, and then if you want to actually add muscle tissue onto your body frame, you want to go into a building phase. And we've talked about this before in our, you know, building muscle podcast or episode that we had a few weeks ago. Um, but at that point, you still continue to maintain your strength training programming and uh, you eat more. You eat more either right above maintenance or, you know, yeah, right above maintenance. You need to be in a surplus to actually build muscle, eating more protein, more carbs and um, spending months 
trying to add muscle tissue to your body frame. And so this is where like the cycles of building, maintaining and cutting come in. And what we were kind of referring to earlier in the podcast and, you know, seasons throughout the year, um, we like to match our goals based on what season of the year that we're in. I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that, Alyssa. Yeah, you guys. So you can add anywhere from a half a pound to two pounds of muscle, lean muscle tissue to your frame. And what better time to do it? Another thing to kind of check in with is if you want to gain muscle and lose weight at the same time, depending again, where you are in your journey, I would probably say start with the gaining muscle phase part. I think Mm. so many times, often women are go straight to like, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. I need to cut. Um, But if you have no serious uh, underlying health conditions that are maybe detrimental where your doctor's like, you need to lose weight or else, if you Mm. kind of just have 10, 15, 20 pounds to lose, I would recommend like get the mindset off of, I need to lose weight ASAP into, let me focus in on growing muscle. It just feels more empowering and just overall better um, as far as mindset wise goes to just focus on getting stronger, becoming an athlete. And trust me, the weight will come off. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is something we've been focusing in with our clients on is just like, oftentimes women are, are they want to grow muscle, right? But they're always in that restrict, restrict, restrict mindset. Mm-hmm. And not eating too much. Yes. It's just mm-hmm. like, how about you just stop focusing, stop focusing on the scale, start focusing on feeling better and fueling your workouts and getting strong as fuck, you guys. Yeah. And I promise you it will happen. Um, but yeah. I, I think if we just take the claws out of the scale and out of that, oh, I got to lose weight. I, tr- I promise you it becomes so much more enjoyable and so much easier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even having the mindset of, hey, I'm not focusing on losing weight right now. I mean, that was definitely, that was, I remember, I mean, I talked to you guys about this on my beginnings, but when I first did a bulk, it was obviously really uncomfortable because I was uncomfortable in my body. I wanted to lose weight. I I gained like 30 pounds after that bodybuilding competition that I did. And so I was definitely like earned, like eager and felt a sense of urgency to lose weight, but I knew that I needed to eat more and build to get my metabolism to a healthier spot. And that was uncomfortable. It really was, but it was also super fun and empowering because I could eat all sorts of things. And I was having so much fun at the gym. So yeah, I couldn't fit in my jeans and the shirts that I wanted, but I knew like I just needed to spend some time. I spent a good eight to nine months Mm -hmm. in that phase before I even thought about fat loss after Mm -hmm. that. And gosh, it, did wonders to my body and my metabolism. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. The I long, mean, you guys, sometimes the long way is the, the faster way, if that yeah. makes sense. Like yeah. take the time, take a year to put on some serious muscle. And I promise you in the end, it's going to, you're going to love your physique even more. And while it takes longer, it's almost going to be, it'll be shorter in the end. Does that, yeah. does that make sense? <laughs> shorter because you're not going to have to keep yo-yo-yoing yo-yo- and right. going back and, mm-hmm. you know, up and down weight and, it's so much easier, so much easier to maintain your weight when you have a lot of muscle on you. So if you're really looking for sustainable change, focus on building muscle. Yep. Um, And then the second part of, yeah, that's the secret. It's not really a secret though. Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, What specific foods do I need to eat and what specific exercises are the best choices to achieve this? So I wish there was a hidden secret to this 
Second part of this question, <laughs> I wish there was magical foods out there that I could tell you, yes, eat this and eat this and eat this combination and you're going to lose fat and build muscle. And it just doesn't work that way. So what specific foods? I mean, whatever you like that obviously focuses on, you know, prioritizing protein. So um, here's here's the magic formula, you guys, like whatever your specific macros and calories are, you can literally eat whatever you like as long as you're hitting uh, your protein range goal for your individual goals. And as long as you're monitoring your caloric intake for your deficit. So what that means is like, it's just going to be individual for everybody because everybody has different preferences. Everybody responds to different foods differently, right? So if you're somebody who prefers fattier meats, right? Maybe chicken breast and egg whites, they're not your thing. Maybe that's not something that you can stick to long-term. Maybe that's not something that you can do for multiple days at a time, but you love like salmon and ground beef and chicken thighs, right? And so those are like the protein sources that you're going to prioritize and perhaps put on rotation to help you meet your protein goals. And then as far as like fats and carbohydrates, Again, that just really depends on what you specifically like. If you like rice and bagels and tortillas and, you know, those types of things, then you're going to still continue to monitor your caloric intake because you need to make sure that you're in a slight deficit um, while, you know, meeting your high protein goals. But again, this is all on an individual basis. What's going to make this sustainable and help you stay the most consistent is that you design a meal plan that you like with foods that make you feel good and that you know you can stick to consistently over a long period of time. Yep. So what Shantae is saying again is you have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. There is no yeah. special foods. Just to repeat and like underline, underline. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be in a yeah. calorie deficit to lose weight. Everyone on planet Earth. Yes. <laughs> if, you, planet if you're Earth. not losing weight, you are not in a calorie deficit. <laughs> Correct. But if you want to lose weight and maintain as much muscle mass as possible, you need to make sure that a percentage of those calories are within your specific protein range. And so that's what I was kind of like emphasizing True. earlier. Which we, yeah. yeah. Which we recommend 0.8 to one gram of protein per pound. Of, yes. Uh, your goal weight of your goal weight. Yes. <sighs> um, and then we've talked about this so many I'm times. Sorry, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Broken record. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, we need to repeat things multiple times sometimes because it's hard. It's hard. It really is um, trying to wrap, especially if you have a history of perhaps disordered eating or restrictive dieting or yo-yo dieting, it's hard to wrap your head around your, you are able to eat pretty much whatever you want. Um, and it's hard to have that mindset. I definitely remember what it was like. I, um, remember thinking like, so I can have pancakes. Is that what I'm <laughs> understanding? So I can have, pan I can have a cookie and so cookies are, yeah. <laughs> like, just is, like, is repeat that again. Yes. <laughs> what about this? What about this? <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's definitely challenging and, and yeah. So we just need to keep repeating that because this definitely applies unless you have specific dietary restrictions, uh, from like a, you know, your body's not responding properly with digestion or right, for lactose intolerance. Yeah, or, lactose intolerance. Right. Obviously, you need to stay away yes. from those foods because they don't make you feel good. 
Um, but other than that, anyways, um, the last part of the question, what specific exercises are the best choices to achieve this? So I don't, I'll let you. Yeah, sure. Go over um, that. The answer is whatever is going to keep you going back to the gym. I, yeah. I, if you love, if you just aren't moving your body, like find something that is going to get you to move your body, right? I want to mm-hmm. say that first. Like it, it, we want you just moving your body and feeling better. If that's yoga and Pilates, go do it, boo. Um, <laughs> but if you have specific physicals, meaning there is a, a body physique in your mind, and typically for women, they want lean and toned, um, you know, glutes and arms and a flat tummy. That's typically when women come to us, that's what they want. They want to look mm-hmm. like Beyonce, um, <laughs> Halo, so Beyonce. To, <laughs> a big booty, right? Nice tight legs. If that is the look you're looking for, then we are going to recommend strength training, uh, lifting weights, right? Following a plan in a progressive manner, right? going to the gym and actually focusing in on intensity and, and on, um, progressing and effort. Like I think women think that they can just show up to the gym and, you know, pick up a few dumbbells and start seeing a little bit of tone and no, it's, it's following a plan, um, and executing that plan with effort and intensity. Mm-hmm. And tracking your progress week by week and not varying it up too much. And that's another thing. Like you can't be doing like some strength training one week and then the next week you get bored. So you do some random hit cardio workouts at the gym, right? You got to stick to this uh, program that is helping you actually increase weight or reps or some sort of variation within that. And you're following a structure and giving it time (laughs) months again, months, not, not, not days and weeks. We're talking months, years, because muscle does take time to build. As I was saying earlier, point, five to two pounds per month. I mean, again, two pounds is if you, you're super newbie. Um, and mm-hmm. we have some women that are sort of like intermediate. They do some group fitness. Um, they are on the leaner side and they want to see muscle and it's just going to take a little bit more time, right? Yeah. Um, it, women don't build muscle on accident. You guys, No, you, you, it's almost impossible impo- to get bulk. Like, I mean, it is impossible to get bulky. You have to be really, really intentional with, your training and your nutrition and you have to be so consistent with it. Like this doesn't just happen on accident. So if you're looking for that toned look, um, it definitely requires, you know, all the things that we've just listed time, effort, consistency, especially Mm -hmm. with nutrition as well. Yes. Cool. So I hope that answered your question, anonymous, anonymous person listening. Um, but yeah, that is it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Be Real With Us podcast. We will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.